0: All right, well, let's get into this word. Uh, Man, actually, you know, I I have a wonderful time at this church. Just growing with the family. We have so many different um, layers that we pick up and get things from. We had a good time this morning, Bible study fellowship, going through Genesis 24. You know, I have a good time because I have to do some things to assist the discipleship classes, so... I get to go back through them as I'm preparing and you know, I was talking to Ed and I don't know if he'll be able to get through the whole class on Sunday because it's a lot of information, but it's so interesting and I don't know what y'all doing around here. So I'm, I'm going to get on y'all a little bit because I've been teaching on purpose and I ain't heard nobody come up here and reference the discipleship, uh, personality class because the, the whole first week is talking about God's will and purpose. I ain't heard nobody go, yeah, just like we're at the discipleship personality class. So what y'all doing? I'm going to have to go over to that class. What y'all doing? Because, man, you know, I was just, you know. Yeah, nobody asked y'all what y'all think. How you going to think yourself is doing good, you know? Let another man praise thee, not with thine own mouth, not with thine own lips. So obviously, y'all doing good. I'm just picking. Uh, that's Proverbs 27 too, for somebody that probably needed that. Not y'all that's doing good, (laughs) right? But actually, you know, just going back to those classes, and and I think, I don't know if it was Venetia, Trina, somebody mentioned it uh, this week, like, you know, like, we need to uh, avail ourselves. It might have been Ty, I think it was Ty. You know, we're we're getting what we need. You know, what's my purpose? What am I supposed to do? We're getting so many different layers if we just embrace what God is affording us. it's so interesting that, you know, I'm fired up because about the class, you know, so no pressure, Ed, but you got to do a good job, right? <laughs> no pressure, no pressure Sunday. Um, but I'm so fired up about the class because it, it locks in the kingdom priorities and it locks into finding purpose, but it also locks in one of the next things we're going to talk about renewing the mind. So it's just, it's just so wonderful how all the layers connect, right? No pressure, Ed, no pressure at all. All right, God, God, just get out the way. Let God use you, okay? All right, that's 915 on Sunday, right? Uh, Discipleship training class, part one in the sanctuary. Who's in charge? All right, see, I did a little plug for you, too. No pressure, though. No pressure. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this word. Uh, so as we've been talking about kingdom priorities, and last week we got into something I thought, you know, and I, I'm almost... Uh, probably didn't do you a service by bringing it towards the end of the teaching, and then we're about to go into fast week, so don't get mad. These things happen. But uh, So we talked about kingdom priorities prepares for kingdom tests, which prepares for kingdom purpose, right? Which I heard some people highlighting this morning, so that means people are paying attention, right? And so we talked about that, and so we talked about some of the different tests all right, so when we really embrace these uh, priorities, that prepares for the test and some of the different tests it prepares for as we're being prepared for purpose. So one of the things we're going to need, which we know we're going to need faith and patience to pass the word test. Faith and patience to pass the word test. Let's go here to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. And... Please definitely take notes today. You're going to need this. All right, so Isaiah 55. I mean, this kind of even locks into what Ed's going to talk about on on Sunday. Ed, you're getting a lot of plug for Sunday, you know. So uh, Isaiah 55, and we'll start at verse 11. 55 verse 11. And this is after he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways, right? My thoughts are above your thoughts, my ways are above your ways, right? And seek the Lord why it may be found. But to get down to verse 11, it says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where to I, I sent it. So this word that that God speaks out is not a man's word. We talked about this this morning when we Bible study fellowship. Sometimes we kind of look at the Bible through the lenses of how we are. You know, we deal with people that don't keep their words, right? We deal with people that the words may be the truth or may not be the truth. But but when you deal with the uh, omniscient one, the omnipotent one, the omnipresent one, when he says something, you can guarantee you 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 could hang your hat on it right um so we have to believe that that through through the circumstances that seem to nullify the written or living word of God, just like uh, with Jesus in the wilderness, the adversary will tempt us to question if God's promises will come to pass in our life so so again, as we establish our priorities and these tests come to test if we've really uh Uh, got a grip or a foundation of what's a priority. Well, the things that come at us are going to make us uh, think that God's will is not going to come to pass or what God said in his word will not come to pass. And if we look at our lives, that's when we've kind of teetered, you know, when we kind of teetered. Actually, I was, uh, um, as I I was reading through uh, some of the discipleship class uh, stuff, You know, like things come up and it it, kind of shows us where we are. Like, to be honest, it shows us where we are. So, okay, I'm signing on to this. The kingdom got to be priorities. Got it. Now, circumstances come up and we go, well, what is this circumstance? I live for God now. Well, the circumstance shouldn't make a difference because I'm locked into what? What God said, God's will and his presence. I believe God's word on healing. What's this injury or what's this sickness? Where's this coming from? What does that have to do with anything? What did God say in his word? See, again, we we honestly think because we're locked into the kingdom priorities and and we understand some things, we're not going to be tested. No, you actually are going to be tested. You know, and that test is showing, are you really in it or are you just talking about it? Because the people that God can advance to go, <laughs> right, are the people that are really in it. And so everybody can show up like they're in it. But the circumstances are going to tell if we're really in it. And the circumstances aren't always negative. Right? Sometimes they're uh, positive for favorable circumstances. Right? All right. So. We was, when we're going through this, this, this process and we're, we're processing through the word test, we must watch out for presumption or overconfidence when we get to this level, right? See, so, so you have circumstances that make you feel that the, the word of God is not going to come to pass, but then you have circumstances that come up that are favorable that can make you get caught up into being overconfidence. This test, this test shows up when we know we've been filled and called by God. Knowing we're uh, uh, because of what we know, we're not expecting to experience darkness and confusion, since we haven't fallen into sin. So now we're we're in a whole other category. I know the will of God. You know, you know, I'm the counselor to everybody. And then there's some things that's coming up, and and I'm going well. You know, I haven't fallen into sin, so this is not supposed to be happening to me. What's going on? You know, so then now, now, now the, our true character comes out. But if I'm locked into God's will, it doesn't make a difference if it's, if it's coming at me. Because I think it shouldn't. You know, I, I shared it uh, uh, while I was going through a test. And I was like, well, really? Are we testing what? Are we testing my faithfulness? Like, I ain't going nowhere. And then my wife said, well, maybe it a test that you're being tested. But that fits in right here. You know, it was a test that I was being tested. You know, because sometimes we're we're not realizing what God's will It's not about uh uh you know, what how we think we should go through testing and, and what our process should be. And it's not even on our timing. Right? Does that make sense? Right. And and, and this is gonna help, uh actually I'm am gonna, I'm gonna plug put a plug in for uh uh his class again. It's gonna help because this is forging for us to know if we're just going to stay true to the holy, if we're going to stay true to uh, things that are upright, and if we're going to stay true to things that are constant. Those, those are indicators that if it's God's will. You ever do something that's ungodly, and we go, Well, it might be God's will. It's unholy. It can't be God's will. You know what I'm saying? It might be God's will. It's not upright. It's not according to God's word, right? But, but it, might, it might be, it might, we can kind of twist it to no, 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 no. That's how you know it's not even God's purpose, right? And then there's something that's consistent and constant. It's not something that's up and down, right? I just slipped that in, you know, so when you hear it on Sunday, then you'll know where it came from, yeah, <laughs> right? See, see, I'm helping you. It's It's an assist. I'm serving Ed this morning, right? Yeah, preparing the way. You know, like John did for Jesus. I'm preparing the way, right? All right, so 1 Peter 4. 1 Peter 4. I'm actually firing Ed up to lock in, too. So it's a a dual purpose. Yeah, I think they set him up, though, because there's a lot of information you got. You got more information than normal. So it's probably a reason why they didn't pick that class. (laughs) You got that right, Ed? You got that right. (laughs) All right, so 1 Peter 4, and we'll say 12 and 13. Oh, this is wonderful. Look, look, because, you see, we don't think we should be tested. It says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering. Because Christ didn't do nothing, did he? It says that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. So don't think it's strange that you're going through different tests, you know, because you think that you're above the test or, or there's a level of overconfidence where you don't think you should be going through it. But it's kind of testing your, your trueness and your, if you're solid in the word, it doesn't make a difference what storms come at you, Right. Yes, so though we're solid in obedience, we'll find ourselves stripped of our own resources to force us to depend solely on God's strength to manifest his word. Though we're solid in obedience, we'll find ourselves stripped of our own resources to force us to, to depend solely on God's strength to manifest his word. Right? Right? So this is difficult for the gifted because we're tempted to trust ourselves. This is difficult for the gifted because we're tempted to trust ourselves. Our gift of gab, right? You know, you know, some of us aren't the, uh, the dark and dirty hustlers that we were once before. Some of us are just clean hustler. <laughs> We still hustling though, you know what I'm saying? We just be doing it clean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, right? But this, when you go through this test, all that stuff is out the window. You just got to depend on God. The word test challenges us to focus on kingdom priorities. The word test challenges us to focus on kingdom priorities. You know, and I've, been, I've just been meditating on a lot. And for me, uh, once again, I was reading through the information for Sunday. And I and, and I was just thinking through how God can get so frustrated. Like, like God is frustrated. It's like like uh, so because God has this plan for us. He has a purpose for us. And but He's given us choice. But but like I said before, you life and death blessings and curses. But what choose life? You know I said before you purpose. But there's compromise out there too. Choose purpose. And I think God gets so frustrated when we don't choose purpose. You know, like, wow, why would you even go that way? You know, like you see your kids doing something, and you'd be like, why would you do that? And, and, and listen, kids aren't puppies. They grow up. They're going to be grown. And you're going to look at the stuff, the choices they make grown. But a lot of choices they're making grown was facilitated by how they were trained when they were younger. And so not all the choices, obviously. And so when they make these choices, they would be like, why would you go that way? You know, like... You already know it's crazy for him, But she's like, why would you even do that? Like, so is the cool worth your life? You know, like, like kids start to lose their, 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 their own purpose and identity and get caught up in being, uh, trying to be like them. And you go like, why would you do that? Now I said kids, but you know, some of us are still acting like babes. Like, why would you go that route? Why, why are you compromising? Purpose. Like, it's the weirdest thing. So the scripture says in Isaiah 26, 3, it says he'll, uh, he'll keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. So we got to stay on what God told us. Stay, stay locked in his word. Pastor Mel was talking about what she mentioned this morning, how God told her when she was young, she was going to marry a minister. Now, the interesting thing is she, she didn't date no minister up to me. And then I found her. And so, so when she said it, you know, I was listening while she was talking, and I was like, first thing that hit me, I was like, man, you could have saved yourself a whole lot of craziness. Because we was driving, I was like, babe, it could have been just like, oh, you're not a minister? Nah, sorry. You know, like, like you can narrow down the, the prospects, you know what I'm saying? Like, like but nobody would have qualified. And I wouldn't have thought I qualified because when she asked me that day and we was talking about that, too. Look, look at how God does stuff. When you're around purpose, it stirs up the gifts in you and things start coming out of you that you, you don't even know where it came from. Because she never asked nobody the questions she asked me. She says, are you a minister? And then I, we were just talking about this driving here. And I said, you know what? I said, babe, think about it. Like, why are you asking me that question? I'm not a part of the service. I'm visiting the church. I don't have a collar on and the first thing that comes out your mouth, not are you from here or are you visiting? First thing is, are you a minister? And my response was, "Nah, I got to try out next week. I had, a tryout, I had a professional tryout the next week. I wasn't lying. I was like, nope. So, so nobody qualified and I wouldn't even have thought I qualified cause I would have said no, and based on her qualifications, it's like, well, guess you ain't the one either. <laughs> right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Interesting. What if God had told us that we need to sit down in the presence of God and let him stir up the gifts and resurrect what he told us that we've, we've, we've uh, smeared with taking on all this stuff in the world? I guarantee you there's breadcrumbs, there's, there's words that God gave you. In your innocence that you've forgotten about, and it's hard for you to find that buried treasure because you've piled on all this stuff of the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So I I would say this week is a week where you can say, Lord, show me what I'm not seeing and show me what I've buried. Give me your spiritual shovel to dig up the words that I've forgotten about. That I let pain uh, smother. I let compromise smother. I let lust smother. All right, let's go to Psalm 119. <laughs> Ooh. Is there one? <laughs> Is there one? Uh, so my wife said this this morning. I was, at a sur- I was in a service. Uh, I don't know. I think I showed it. I think we showed it on video one time. The Tim story. Yeah, I, show, I showed it on video, so, so Tim Story's minister at the church, and I was the facilitator. So Tim, Tim Story's waving over the crowd, and folk was falling down. So he just gave me the mic and had me doing it, you know. So I'm, I'm waving over the, 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 the crowd, and people are falling down. But nobody heard it, but when I, when I, when I came, I was, came to my seat, you know, because Tim was just jumping around like this, you know, th- you know. He had the music playing, he was just laying folk out. Um, in the spirit. And, uh, he said, uh, it's been on you since you was a kid. So there's something that was, so, so what I do now was on me since I was a kid. Right. But I allowed things to smother it. Right. Okay. Interesting. All right. I'm not talking to me. I'm doing what I purpose to do. but I'm not supposed to be alone. All right, so Psalm 119.15. It says, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways, right? It says, I will delight myself in thy statutes. Look, I will not forget thy word. See, 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 we gotta hold on to that word no matter what's coming at us. The, amp, the, the uh, amplifier says, I will meditate on your precepts and have respect to your ways, look. To your ways, the paths of life marked out by your law. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. And um, drop down here to verse 89. 119, 89. It says, forever, O Lord. Uh, I'm reading the Amplified. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Settled. Right? Look, it says, stands firm as the heavens. Your word stands firm as the heavens. So, if I lock on and anchor myself in that word, no matter what storms come at me, I'm unstoppable. Uh, Matthew 24, 34, and 35. Matthew 24, 34, and 35. Again, we, we got to pass this word test. Right? Because the thing is, I, 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 I we were talking about Abraham this morning. And we were just talking about how he sent his son out. No, he sent his, his eldest servant out to go get his son a wife and send him to a particular family for a particular reason. And so, so you know, we were kind of just enamored with watching. Okay, so, so now, you know, so why did he send his servant out, this, that, and the other? But the interesting thing is, Abraham's still playing off of the same thing God's Word how God was going to make a nation, how it was going to be birthed through his lineage. And he's playing off of the same thing. So he's making every decision in line with that word. (laughs) Like, I'm not there, hey, hey, I'm just staying in line with the word. But if you don't know the word, if you've forgotten the word, you can make decisions outside of the word. You know, God told us in, in 2009, in 2010, you'll be in Charlotte. I'm like, okay, God, house not on the market, don't have no money, and, you know, the, the pastor ain't said nothing. So, you know, I put together a proposal because I'm playing off what God said. Then I start doing stuff in the house. Now, I was researching all that time. I start, uh, I start packing stuff. I packed everything that was invisible. So, so, if you came in the house, it would look normal with the exception of a few boxes in the corner. And so, so, I, so I had to act on what God's word. And then we had opportunities, some things come up one time. My, my wife was doing something. I said, baby, how does that line up with what God told us? She wasn't against what God told us. It's just, you know, she, she's moving. She's operating on a default. Um, and then we, so we had a conversation. She was like, it doesn't, you know. But my wife came out here before I did. Why? Because of God's word right? Things totally changed for us at the church we was at. But why are we in Charlotte? Because of God's word. Regardless of population, regardless of uh, misunderstanding, regardless of attack and sabotage, we ain't changed nothing. Like, we're we're not, we ain't flinched. And God has honored what? His word. Right? Even when Jamal was tripping, I'm not talking about the, his testimony. I'm talking about tripping as far as his his commitment to to the kingdom. You know, you hear he told his testimony that you know well that's well documented. Yes, sir. I'm talking about the stuff that's not well documented <laughs> that me and Jamal, me Jamal, Pastor Mel, and and, and uh, his wife know, right, right. But we ain't we never flint because Jamal set kind of maybe. Four rows up from where the Bailey's is at the uh, second location. And I was in the aisle teaching. And while I was in the aisle teaching, God showed me what Jamal was supposed to do and be. So based on what God told me, that's how I've been dealing with Jamal. Not based on his behavior, because if that's the case, <laughs> Jamal wouldn't be doing nothing around here. <laughs> right? Does that make sense? Am I, am I lying? People watching? He said, not at all. <laughs> all, right, all right? because God said something. So, so uh, what did I say? Matthew 24, 34, and 35, verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. This is what keeps us when the circumstances come. This is what keeps us from being presumptuous, because no matter what we're doing in our levels of success, we're still locked into what? God, the word and God's will, right? So, so if I'm not finished with God's will, what am I overconfident for? And I'm probably not going to finish with his will until I leave, right? And so, so I think about how when God told Abraham a word, it seemed to fail. Remember that, that's why they, that's how Ishmael got introduced. That's how Hagar got in the mix, because God had a word that seemed to fail. Oh, don't get, don't, don't, don't. See, we dog, we dog Abraham out. But some of us are in some situations right now because we didn't trust God. And as soon as we repent from the compromising choices we make, we can get back on the road to God's word. But we keep trying to fix it, right? You keep trying to fix. Oh, that lovely lady there. I love her. She's such a wonderful person. But, you know, a part of the delay was the maybe some disobedience. But a lot of part of the delay was she was trying to fix the disobedience. Soon as she cut her losses, here I come. (laughs) Right? It's just just keeping it real. Soon as I cut my losses, I was able to go find her. (laughs) But I was in compromise for a long time. And I, and I used my resources to try to convince myself it wasn't really compromised. See, because I was so busy trying to save the flesh, but the person that's trying to save his life is going to lose it. Save that. We're trying to save a life we're supposed to lose. We're supposed to die too. We'll get into that uh, coming up here on a Sunday. But, uh, uh, Probably in both of the messages, now that I think about <laughs> what I got to say, too. All right, so so uh, Joseph's word from God seemed to fade. He got a dream. He had to hold on to that dream. Listen, this, man, this guy was put in a pit. You don't know nobody coming? Just so happened, one of the brothers felt bad. You know, they got out of the pit. Well, then, then they, then they uh, no, they was going to kill him. And the older brother was like, man, we can't kill him. So they put him in a pit, then they sold him to slavery. Because, you know, once you put him in a pit now, he got, he, if, if you let him out, he's going to go tell dad. <laughs> you know, so they sold him to slavery. Right? And so, so they go through the process where they, they sell him to slavery. So I, you're like, I didn't do nothing to deserve this. Why am I going through this test? And then I'm, I'm a slave? But, but it wasn't the enemy. It was my brothers. It wasn't no kings that came in and took over the kingdom. It was the people that was close to me. But he's still locked in on God. Then he gets favor because he still stayed locked in on his work. So when he started getting favor, it's like, well, maybe maybe this might, this might work out. I got some clout in this town. You know, might work out. Then the wife set him up and said she raped him. Raped her. Say he raped Her, yeah, yeah, I said it the other way around. Sorry about that, right? So now I'm in prison, like, okay, man, this is probably not going to happen. No, but no matter what, he could have lied. He could have went with the compromise so he wouldn't get locked up. Well, he's like, no, I can't sin against heaven. I know what God said, and it came to pass, no matter what came at him. What have we forfeited? Because... The circumstances look like it was taking God's word. What, 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 look, look at Joseph's position. Would we have made those decisions to stay locked in on what God said, regardless of the circumstances? And this guy ended up saving the world. Right, just, just, just to think about it, right? That's Genesis 45 through 50. When you get time, you can read, read through it. It's really 47 through 50. Um, but he said it at the end in Genesis 50, 20, he, uh, when his brother was like, man, don't kill us. Your dad died. Like, don't kill us. He was like, oh, no, no, no. You meant it for evil, but God worked it out for good. You meant it for evil, but God worked it out for good. So the evil coming at you that, that's meant to take you down if you stay locked in on his word, God's going to work it out for good. If you put your hands on it, try to save your life, you're going to lose God working out for good. Because God is not responsible for what you put your hands on. Right? So, don't get weary in well-doing. You reap if you faint not. Galatians 6.9. Right? All right. So, we'll have to resist the ungodliness. Um, so, we talked about the word test. But when when we're going through, as we're establishing priorities and we're being tested, we're going to have to resist the ungodliness that tempts to pull us away during what we call the character test. So there's there's things that's going to come at us, gonna try to pull us out of God's presence in the character test. Now, during this test, we're tempted to quench our own thirst with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and pride of life. So during this test, we're gonna get thirsty. (laughs) <laughs> right? You know, we had the message, can't get no satisfaction, right? Right? And so we're going to be tempted to uh, quench our own thirst with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Because we're going to get thirsty and the adversary is going to try to offer us what he wants us to drink. That's 1 uh, John 2.16. But, but, but let's look at how this plays out. So First John 2.16. And I think it's so, you know... So interesting how, you know, three is one of those complete numbers, right? Uh, out of the mouth of what? Two or three witnesses is let every word be established, right? So, you know, people quote this stuff all the time. You'd be wondering where it comes from. from. But first, John, we'll start in the back and work our way up. First John 2, uh, 16, right? Now, this is, this, is, this is how we've been tempted in character, Look, it says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but of the world. Uh, Verse 17, and the world passes away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever, right? And so, 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 so these things are trying to tempt us not to keep our character in the will of God, right? Keep our character. So now that's the end of the Bible. But let's look here at the middle of the Bible, right? Matthew 4. Where am I at? All right, so this is when we're going through this character test. Now, here you have you got Jesus who had went through some things up to this point and endured some things under tutors and governors until God's appointed time, right? Now he's, God shows up after he completes the last phase of his preparation. And that was to be baptized by John, like to submit to someone that actually was preparing a way for him. And once, so he gets baptized by John, God shows up. Now, 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 well, That's amazing. God shows up in front of everybody watching. This is my son who I'm well pleased. So now he gets the endorsement, right? Called, filled, endorsed, whatever you want to call it. Hey, Jesus is the man. God showed up, right? You know, remember when he showed up for Moses back in the day? Like, God shows up. Right after that, the Holy Spirit takes him in the wilderness to test him on that character. And here you have uh, so this is after, well, i read 317, then we'll go to, we'll just do verse 1 uh, in Matthew 4. But 317 says, lower voice from heaven saying, this is my son whom I, in whom I am well pleased. Um, Matthew 4, 1, it says, then was Jesus led up of the spirit in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. After you've been endorsed, the next thing is testing. After you've already established the priorities, obviously he's locked in on the priorities because God shows up and endorses him, right? But now he's going to be tested, right? See where he's anchored. And it says, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungry or thirsty, as we say it, right? And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread, right? But he answered and said, it is written. The word was his response. Man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Right? Yeah. Right? So then he, uh, <laughs> lust of the flesh. All right. Then he take them up into the city and set them on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, cast thyself down. For it is written, he shall give angels charge over thee in their hands. Um, they shall bear thee up lest thy lest at any time thou should dash thy foot against a stone Jesus said it's written thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God so now he he set them up and he told him he says you know jump down you know so the pride of life right and then it says uh, and again the devil taketh him up and into an exceeding high mountain and showed, showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, you know, you know, lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, right? And it says, and he said unto him, All things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then uh, saith Jesus, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt sh- worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came to minister and ministered unto him. So again, you have even in um, what happened. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about La barber, <laughs> the barber and her angels. I was, they was laughing over here. It's like look for the barber and her angels. Uh, it's one for you. <laughs> Excuse me, one for you, miss. Uh, Minister Labarbera, I'm just gonna say it since it was about to come out of my mouth. All right, so let's let's go, <laughs> y'all <yeah>, funny. <laughs> let's go here to so again you have you saw that the lust of flesh, the lust of eyes, and pride of life. Yeah, so now that's that's you know that's at the beginning of Jesus' temptation. And then let's go here to Genesis three. Genesis three. And this is uh, Satan tempting Eve to eat of the, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? Uh, we'll start here, verse 6. It says, and when the woman saw, uh-oh, that the tree was good for food, lust of the eyes, and that it was, well, uh, I'm sorry, lust of the flesh, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, lust of the eyes, and a tree, and, and tree desire to make one wise, the pride of life, Right? So, even in Genesis 3, 6, at the beginning, you can see same trick, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So, when we're tempted, the the adversary has the same temptations. You know, we can't be going for the same tricks, right? See, our character is tested when thirst tempts us to respond in the flesh. This is where we discover our blind spots or embedded deficiencies. So when our character is tested, we're going to see what's in there that we didn't know was in there, you know what what angles of uh, weaknesses that we have. Because the Bible says, "There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death." Right, right. And so, so a lot of times, when you're going through the character test, God knows there's something in your character that's going to be leading you in the wrong direction. So he needs you to discover what's that weakness now because that's what's going to cloud you from accurately making the right choice and the right move later, right? So, so when we try to save our life instead of lose our life, we're saving the, some of these things that are going to lead us in the wrong direction. I gave you the scripture, but I wanted to read it. Pro, um, uh, Proverbs 14. Proverbs 14. Verse 12, Proverbs 14, 12, and then the next one I'm going to read is 16, I believe, 2. 16, Proverbs sixteen two. It says, there is a way which seemeth seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are, are the ways of death. Now, an interesting thing is, if you read that, it says there's a way, one way, that seems right to man. It says, but the end thereof are the ways multiple ways to destroy yourself, right? And then 16.2 says, all the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord way of the spirits. What's going on in our character? What's, what's going on on the inside? And so we've talked about this scripture the other day. It says, "Where well, there is no temptation taking you with such as common to man, but God is faithful with the temptation. He'll make a way of escape that you'll be able to bear. It. Right? So, what it's saying is that these, tempting, these temptations are common to man. You know, as you go to these different uh, levels of your life, it's, it's, it's no respect to a person. Character is always going to be tested, right? Uh, look, Paul said, I would have fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have given up. So, even, not Paul, David. Uh, so so even David was going through this level of temptation where he was tempted to give it up, right? Tempted to give up. Let's look here at uh, James 1. James 1, as we're navigating through the character tests, right? So we got to endure some things like, you know, we just don't want to go through nothing. Basically, we don't want to grow up. You know, was it a Tor, Toys R song? I don't want to grow up. I, I want to be a Toys R Us kid, <laughs> right? But we got to grow up, you know. And the thing is, and, and, and we was talking about this uh, driving, how sometimes we say we don't want these positions. So you got the people that, that jump into a position that can't handle authority. Then you got the people that don't want the position of authority because they don't want the responsibility. You know, because if I stay behind the scenes, then no one's going to, I get no critique. There's no expectations. No one can say, Are we going to do it like that? <laughs> Do you realize you did that? Like you don't have to deal with that when you're behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? But, but again, so you're not allowing God to use you, right? All right, but let's, let's, let's look here. Let's look here. Uh, James 1, It says, blessed is the man that endures what? Temptation, all these different tests. So passes them, basically. And when he is tried or tested, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. It says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God for, God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted or tested when he is drawn away of his what? His own lust and enticed. And when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And when sin is finished, it bringeth forth death. You see what I'm saying? So, so again, it's like it's a setup. So we got to pass these things. See, God allows this circumstantial brokenness to dig deep in our core, to build our character to handle what our gifting and ability is going to produce. So, again, what happens is these things that comes at us, God allowed, because it breaks all that, 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 that's, that we've built up. And, it, and once, it, once we go through our brokenness, God can reach down deep in our core, right, and now work on our character, right? so we can be able to handle what our gifting and our ability is going to produce. The challenge is not that we're not gifted. The challenge is our character can't handle it. So there's levels we'll get to where we will get overconfident. And you know, I watch people as they grow to different levels and, you, act, you know, they walk like they ain't never been through nothing. You know, so they get to certain levels. It's like, yeah, you know, when you guys get yourselves together, because, you know, I, I pretty much always been rolling like this. You know, but they forget the... the, the 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 confusion and the frustration and the the fears that they navigate through just it's like it's in a sea of forgetfulness, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to embracing the humility that I've gone through a process now, I can help you go through the process by showing you each step of the way that I've walked through. You see what I'm saying? And so so but that's something in a in our character. So God is not God. A man looks on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart, and He's working on our character so we can handle what our gifting and our ability is gonna produce. So the challenge is not that we can, is that we can't handle and we don't realize it. Let's go to uh, Romans 5.4. Well, I have Romans 5.4, but let's just start with uh, three, start with Romans 5.3. It says, not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Look, like we're supposed to glory in different tests because cause we, we know when we're going through these different tests, the advantage is if there's something we don't see, it's going to work that out. You know what I'm saying? Is there, if there's a weakness we don't realize, it's going to strengthen that, right? So we're trying to embrace these things. It says, so, uh, I'm sorry, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Look, it says, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So this, these tests work some things out of us. Let's go here, 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, as we pass the character test. Again, kingdom priorities prepare us for kingdom tests. Kingdom test prepares us for what? Kingdom purpose, right? And so we want to embrace this process and not rush it. You know, we create so many, we extend so much testing. Like even in school, if you don't pass the test, like like you're an 18-year-old fifth grader, you know, because you never passed the test. And, like, and it's weird. You, don't, you notice people don't trip. They just wish they weren't an 18-year-old fifth grader and they may take a GED or something. But they never like get offended that they weren't promoted. They know why they weren't promoted. You know why? Because they didn't pass the test. But in the kingdom, there's something in the kingdom where we think that we don't pass tests, we still get promoted. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. You know, you know, no, it's the same thing. Some of us are, you know, 50-year-old fifth graders. Right? We're good. That wasn't sarcastic. I mean, it's true. I mean, whether you notice some of us are fifteen uh, 40, 50 year old f- fifth graders. But we want we want the blessings of a forty year old. But we still operate like a fifth grader. All right, so let's let's read here um, man, I should have had the other version. Oh. <laughs> I do have my phone. All right, let's it's uh first 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three. All right, and it says, uh, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. But I want to read this out of the Amplified 15, 33, classic. All right, it says, do not be deceived and misled. It says, evil companionship. Communion associations. <laughs> it says corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and character. So uh, uh, when I'm around the wrong people, I might get what I like from them, but I also get the, the, the poisons and the cancers that corrupt my character. And so I'm having fun around them but no one's having fun when I'm around them, <laughs> right? Because my character's been corrupted and I don't even realize it, right? And so, so, so you're not going to pass the character test when you're around evil communications, right? Because it corrupts character. So that's why the uh, scripture says, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, can't bring forth fruit. That, that, that corn of wheat is a seed. It has to go through brokenness, uh, John tw- uh, 12, 24. Actually, it's a book... Uh, by Watchman Nee, that's the author of our spiritual authority. It's a small book called uh, "The Release of the Spirit," and it spends a lot of uh, gives a lot of good breakdown on brokenness, right? And so, so, so we 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 go through this 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 breaking of our shell, so God can start to feed our character for a particular reason, um, because we need to be, uh, as the scripture says, strengthened with might in the inner man, right? So for us to sustain purpose, to go through, like like, respectfully, there's people in here that will have, will minister in front of stadiums. Like, do you understand? Like how sometimes that's difficult? There's a stadium of people that are embracing that 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 are like being impacted by you. You know you're tempted to get overconfident. There's some people that are athletes that they're gonna drive in the city and everywhere they go, they're in the airport, they see a big picture of them in the airport, they're in the mall, uh, you know, at the Adidas store and there's a big picture of them in front of the store wearing the Adidas, you know, uh, you know, every you know, they go down, go uptown, and on a building, they got a big picture of them painted on the building. I mean, imagine, you know, uh, Jordan traveling through places, or, you know, LeBron or whatever, and they see, like, a whole building has a picture of them on it. You know, you're tempted to get what? Overconfident. So, so, you can only handle this stuff with character. You know how some people say, well, I don't need no money. But before the year's over, you're gonna have more money than than anybody in your family's ever dreamed. Now what you gonna do? What you gonna do now? Is God never gonna see you again because you got a limited money, so you gonna spend the whole year traveling? (laughs) Like the entire year, because you can go anywhere you want, right? You know, will God still get your level of service in the kingdom? Will you still believe God or think you don't need to believe God because you got money? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, your character has to be able to handle what's coming, right? Amen. And most of the time, people's character is not ready because nobody believes they're going to get there. And so, it's, so it becomes as a shock when they get there, and now they're not character ready. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. God ain't okay. It's not about... See, again... It's, it's, which it's going to talk about this too, but it's, it's God's will, not our will. Do you understand? It's God's will, James, for you to be at a phenomenal level. It doesn't make a difference if you don't want it, uh, or you do want it. It's God's will. You see what the, the thing is? It's all about his will. So if everybody in the country got to come to you for advice, that's God's will. You got to embrace that. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I don't really know nothing, you know. <laughs> no, you don't. God does. Right? You got to embrace that. If God wants you to be a leader, you got to lead. You see what I'm saying? Whose will is it? See, we keep bringing, you know, we're going to get to this in class too. You know, like, I can't wait to what we're about to get to in the spiritual authority class. It's phenomenal. If you think we don't got some stuff... The, we, we, who, I was telling my wife I said man I can't, just can't wait can't, because we don't realize we're bringing too much of us to the table when we're supposed to be dead it's supposed to be God's will alright alright let me not get into Sunday's message you, you see I got all these different, <laughs> I got all these different messages and teachings you know I just love it man I don't know how people get bored. So much to learn in the kingdom, you know? In addition to, I guess, watching your movies or whatever. Not you. I watch movies too. But, but man, I just be getting in. Mm. Anyway, let's go to uh, Isaiah 40. <laughs> Isaiah 40. Right? Y'all, y'all still with me? We got to get this, man. God, I see what God's doing. James, you see what God's doing? I see what he's doing, man. Like, he's setting us up, man. We're, we're in a special place. Man, God loves us. Man, we remember my wife was saying that. She was like, man, God loves me. I said, well, God loves me, but he loves me double. I said, he loves me double because, one, he loves me, and he loves me by loving you. See, because the more he loves her, the more I'm happy. So, I, I, I get a double blessing. God loves us. I'm trying to tell you. All right, let's go uh, to Isaiah 40, 29. What is he talking about? He's talking about the reality that God has taken his time with us to get us everything we need so we don't visit purpose, right? We build from there. We don't just obtain, we maintain and reproduce. That's what it's about. And we don't just, we're not existing trees we're just out there, but we ain't got no leaves, no fruit, or no nothing on us. We're just existing. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just existing. No, we're supposed to be producing what God purposed us to do. If he purposed you to be an orange tree, there should be some oranges coming out of you. Not you keep having the little white flowers. Y'all see the little white flowers coming out. You got the little white flowers. We're the fruit. We want no petals. We want fruit. Right? So Isaiah 40, 29. I'm going to get to it. It says, he, uh, it says um, make sure I don't have another version here. Uh, he giveth power to the faint, those that are tempted to give up. And them that have no might, he increases strength. Look, look. He gives power to them that are empty and faint. They're spent of themselves. Right? And to them that have no might, he increases their strength. Right? Because they done got rid of that. They done let themselves die. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint, not give up. They that wait on the Lord, see, they that allow the Lord the time to build their character to handle what he designed them to do. Not what they're willing to settle for. See, some people are just willing to settle for a boyfriend or a girlfriend or sex or just somebody to like you. I was going to say something else. You know, back in the youth days, I would have actually said something else. But I'll just say a moment of pleasure. You know, I'm in the South. I'll be nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, So we're settling for stuff that's supposed to be a part of our lives in general. But we've turned this into like our, our goal in life is a moment of pleasure? Are we serious? That's, that's, that's like breathing. That's a part of life anyway. You don't supposed to be uh, running from preparation, uh, uh, alienating tutors and governors like Uh, not being locked into the things of God just so you can conveniently have pleasure? Are we serious? At the expense of purpose, and then we got to get high and drunk out of our mind to just live a daily life, have a conversation with someone, spend time in a compromising situation? We got to even go more blinder because we're thirsty and the reason why we're thirsty because we're not being fulfilled with purpose, it makes no sense. It's an oxymoron. I don't need that. I'm thirsty so I'm gonna get something to quench my thirst but what I said I don't need was gonna fulfill me. That makes no, that's double-minded. That is double-minded to ignore what's gonna prepare you to be fulfilled to do what's gonna create a thirst that you can't quench when the whole time you've been prepared to never have a thirst. It's oxymoron, it makes no sense. I was listening to something and somebody might get mad but I was listening to something and the person's gone through a lot but the person, um, they were taking a stand in our country. I'm not gonna get specifics but they were taking a stand and, and, and when they were t- taking a stand, it cost them their career. So the thought is, I don't care what nobody think, right? I don't care what nobody think, uh, it just has to cost me. And it, when I say cost them, millions of dollars, right? So then when they interviewed him, he said, well, if I go back now, they gonna think that I compromised. But you don't care what nobody think. It's an oxymoron. I'm taking a stand because I care what nobody think, right? Listen, they show packs packs of people booing, cussing them out, all types of stuff. They, they, they burn down a person's house, all types of stuff. You're going through all this because why? I don't care what nobody think. You don't even care what your family think because I guarantee you, your family's like, listen, when, when we, let, let's, 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 this ain't worth it. Nah, nah, I don't care what nobody thinks. So then when stuff starts getting crazy and people's like, well, hey, maybe you should rethink this. This is it's costing other people around you too much. Well, I don't want people to think that I'm compromising. But you could actually decide to, man, I don't know what I was thinking. Give me my money back. Because you don't care what nobody thinks, right? You see how we do? Like we, 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 we're double-minded. I'm sorry, let's just, it's Pastor, 2 Corinthians 12, <laughs> 2 Corinthians 12, I, I, listen, I, I'm going to say it this way, and I'm not saying this according to the culture, even if you try to get a sound bite out of this, I got witnesses here, I'm woke, for real woke, I don't know what this culture is talking about woke, there's a bunch of sleep people talking about they woke, like, I'm really woke. Like, I can see. <laughs> like, a bunch of people sleep talking about they woke. Somebody get mad about that. Did you hear me say a name? If you're offended, then you sleep. All right, so 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. This is great. I mean, we talk about these things all the time, but I like to keep them in the, keep us mindful of them. So, verse 7 says, "Lest I should be exalted above measure, overconfident, um, Uh, through the abundance of revelation that was given to me, a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan above me, lest I should be exalted above measure or overconfident. said, for this thing, I I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. Look, excuse me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. When you totally remove, I'm really strong. (laughs) Right? He said, most gladly, therefore, I would rather Glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses. For Christ's sake, whatever comes at me, whatever test. He says, for when I'm weak, then I am strong. When I'm weak, then I am strong. See, in my time of weakness, I'm, when, my t- when, when my flesh is out the way, that's when I'm at my, my strongest. See, doing this, this character test, it's something the Lord was showing me, I was sharing with a young man I was talking to. What happens is you feel the inner pain, but simultaneously you feel the breakthrough of strength also. So listen to me. When you're going through the character test, you're gonna feel the inner pain, but simultaneously you'll be feeling yourself breaking through also. It sounds like this, this happens when you lift weights. Like, you're feeling the pain, but you're feeling the breakthrough of strength at the same time. And so, the breakthrough of strength is making the pain worth it. Like, you're doing stuff, you know, like, like, I'm probably the strongest I've ever been in my entire life. And I'm also lifting in ways I've never lifted ever before. I didn't know. You know, so once I start finding stuff, so there's things like if I would bench and I had to really lift uh, a lot of weight, that's all I'm doing. I ain't doing nothing else because I figured I needed all my strength to that. So I told you one guy was telling me to, uh, you know, do my curls. That way I fatigue. Look, I weaken a muscle that I think I need. Now, I want to weaken my bicep. I need my arms to lift. He's like, now nah, you, don't, you don't bench with your arms. You bench with your back and your forearms. If you get, your, if you get your, your bicep out of the way, you weaken it. It won't engage your shoulders. Now, you won't find yourself hurting your shoulders, uh, you know, because big back, big bench. And you can, you can bench more. So, now I lift more. And I do, I do curls the whole time that I'm benching. Like the whole time, up and down. I do a lot of sets. Up and down, I'm doing that. Then I finish that, and I'm, I'm working on my back after that. I'm doing like, three, like six different sets of that. Then I finish that, and I work on something else from my back. I never did that stuff. But what the guy told me, he says, one has nothing to do with the other. When you're going to do another muscle, go do it. He says, don't, don't think about, man, I just used all this strength for this. Now I got to do this. He says one had nothing to do with the other. Best you got to forget the things that are behind you. You're using a different muscle for something else. Go ahead and do it. So I'm like doing all types of stuff that I never did before and can do it. But I could have always done it. I didn't realize it was in me because my head was in a way. My mind or what I thought was in a way. What are you stopping yourself from lifting out of your life because your head's in the way? See, we, we, we don't make decisions because we don't want to mess up. Why is that an option? You ain't did it. How do you know you're going to mess up? And if you messed up before, you learn from messing up. Do you understand messing up is a part of life? Like that's an advantage for you? Like all of our, anybody that's giving you advice is giving you advice from the place of having messed up. (laughs) Oh, you don't want to do that. I did that already. (laughs) Like I don't, I don't. We don't lease stuff, you know. Our vehicles are paid for, right? Both of them, right? The reason why we don't lease stuff because we leased under the guise of we're probably not going to use that mileage. Well, we use the mileage. Then now we had to pay more for the car when it was done. So guess what? We made a mistake. You Know what we learned from that? We ain't leasing no more. <laughs> in that capacity, we might lease because this is supposed to be a good business too and we can afford what we're doing. We ain't did it yet, but I'm just saying that. You understand, know we learn from mistakes. We learn from not paying attention to what's in our bank account. After all those charge-offs or insufficient funds, you're like, where did the Defensive funds only spend ten dollars? No, them tens and twos add up. Guess what? She will tell you. I monitor every penny every day. Every day, I look at everything. Matter of fact, she could be doing something. I'm like, babe, did you just uh, purchase such and such? She was like, well, I can't do. Nothing. I mean, she. I mean, she can purchase it, but I'm making sure it wasn't somebody else. I monitor every single penny. That's how we paid off our debt. But how do we pay off our debt? Because we was in debt. (laughs) How do we get in debt? Because we made mistakes. Do you get it? Like we made mistakes. I I make a tremendous amount of mistakes. I've made mistakes since we started the church. Probably shouldn't have made that decision. But just like I don't trip when you make mistakes at the church, I don't trip when I make mistakes. I learn from them and do something else. My wife would tell you, if you come at me, oh, you did such and such. I was like, let me. Hey, 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 did I do it twice? If I did it twice, get on me. If I did it once, I'm supposed to learn from it. But y'all won't give yourselves the chance to do it once. Time be safe, make the mistake, learn from it, and then you ain't got nobody around here that's gonna like beat you up. Ask Marcus. Marcus made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> You knew that was coming, right? You was waiting on it wasn't (laughs) you, right? Right? And so have I. Right? We good? Now we can allow the weakness and go forth and do our thing, right? See, so again, we feel this inner pain, but simultaneously this breakthrough of strength. But allow that. See, this word test, uh, and from the Latin word test to, it means to be put inside of an earthen pot and a lid on top. It's like you, you you're in a fire, and it's, and no, like Ms. Lamar always talk about uh, burning out the impurities. He says if you burn out the impurities in the silver. He says you can look in that silver like a, a mirror. Just like uh, David just made a mistake. Did y'all see that just now? He, he's out here playing music, and we trying to go do the service, right? Right? But but David's laughing. You see what I'm saying? I don't think David will do that again. But I'm saying, but, he, but he's not, oh, oh, I'm the armor bearer, and I turn on music, and I mess with the anointing. Oh, I'm never going to be an armor bearer again. He's not doing that. You know what he did? He turned the music off. That's what you're supposed to do. Duh. Now we can move forward. Now he got, a, well, I got a little fun out of it, but, you know, but it was good timing, David. Thank you. <laughs> We're just talking about mistakes. right, so so we got to go through these tests. First Peter, I'm spending a little extra time. I got two scriptures and we're done because this is, I think, unless the Lord arrests me to teach this after fast week, this should be the last class on this, even though I had so many other tests to give you. All right, so first Peter one. Let's see, let me make sure I'm in the right place here. 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. It says, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, uh, if need be, you are in heaviness through, look, manifold temptations. That's many temptations. It's almost like this is over and over and over, right? It says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, Though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise, honor, and glory at the appearing of Christ. So it's saying you're going to go through these tests to many temptations. And it says, though in a certain season you may be in heaviness. But see, again, my character is being tested just like the word says that no matter what, this heaviness is getting rid of the stuff that's in the way. Like, like we walk around like laziness is a friend. Like, like we do. Like, like li- listen, this is the thing about tests. It, and, and, and my wife will tell you this. When I recognized there was tests, like, because I was going through ministry, uh, uh, my wife talked about the 18 years. You talked about that today, right? She talked about the 18 years. So, so it's a process. And I was just talking to a, a, a pastor about uh, just the process. And I was like, each stage, because I was actually, when I was talking to this pastor, I said, listen, man. I said, transparently, let me offer this to you. You know, and I'm offering, you know, because I love them. So, most people are like, well, I ain't going to say nothing. Well, I might not be liked, but I'm going to tell you. I said, hey, let me just offer this to you. I said, you gifted, but you got to watch the company you keep. We just read, evil communications corrupt good manners. I said, there's, there's people around you that might be higher above you, but anything you say they're going to endorse because they ain't doing the right thing. I said, but they're cheating you from your platforms. And so, so we, we were kind of just walk. I mean, we, great conversation, right? Received great conversation. And I said, listen, I just respect you. I said, you, you can make whatever choice you want, but I'm not going to not tell you. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to not tell you and I'm not going to not ask you right now. This is a person that maybe because of their platform is in a blind spot. But some of us know good and well, we lazy. And so for me, as I was growing, I saw there was tests. And my philosophy is bring the tests. So if I recognize there's a test, oh, no, we're passing the test. If I had to look like Boo Boo the Fool, if I'm the most embarrassed person, if everybody's criticizing, talking about me, dogging me out, I'm going to deal with it. Pastor said, oh, no, you ain't get me on this one. I'm just going to look stupid. I was an armor bearer. They don't go through this. And so when I first signed on armor bearer, we, I, I, I happened to uh, pick this guy up at the airport. And he was from the inner city from his town. Not this, I'm from Newark. I'm not going to say the town. And so he happened to be my age. You know, I was two years older than the pastor. And so he, uh, and he happened to play basketball. And so everything we talking about, we relate. So this is why we're driving around. So later that night, during the, after he ministered, there's a, a fellowship. So we're sitting at the table. He's talking to me, and I'm talking to him, probably because we relate, right? But I'm a new armor bearer, so he's talking to me, I'm talking to him, he's talking to me, he's talking to him. Well, I, get a, I, I got somebody uh, talk to me, uh, the head armor bearer said, listen, man, you know, the other day at the table, that wasn't your guest. That was the pastor's guest. I was like, okay, yeah, I know that. He said, yeah, but you was, you was talking to him too much. Now, what's, what's my, my intellect telling me? He's talking to me. <laughs> but when he told me, I said, you know, so this is new to me. I was like, whoa, he's talking too much to this guest. I said, okay. So, I'm going as a test. I ain't saying nothing now. You don't have to worry about me. I ain't, Listen, I don't need to say nothing. I'm serving. So the next time I go out and travel, I'm with the pastor. I ain't saying nothing. You know those people in England? The, 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 you know, the guards. If you're sitting there and you, you, you sneeze at them, whatever, that's me. So the pastor at this church, he's trying to talk to me. Basic conversation. I ain't saying nothing. Nothing. I'm not even. He, I, so he, he went to the pastor. He said, does he talk? Like, you know, like if, I, like, something, like if I'm mute or something. like. And the pastor said, no, he's doing the right thing. Now, if the pastor would have said, listen, you can, you can, you can say hi. You can answer questions. Just don't get in a deep conversation. He didn't say that. He said, he's doing the right thing. So when he said I was doing the right thing, I was like, okay, well, cool. This guy's looking at me like, is this? Come on, bro. This is a little bit over the top. I knew what he was thinking. <laughs> I don't care what he was thinking. I ain't saying nothing. And I didn't say nothing. And I was in other situations where people were like, uh, uh, oh, the youth. I work with the youth. This guy comes into town. I'm not serving. I'm the second armor bearer. So uh, me and my wife, we picked him up in the, in, the, in the van. So he's talking to me. So he was, he was uh, what was we, 30-something at the time. He was like, so how old are y'all? And she says, uh, do you have any kids, children? So she says, yeah, we have a son. So we 30 uh, he's 14, He's somewhere, somewhere he's a teenager. It's like, teenager, y'all look like y'all 22. I'll say his name is Pastor Mike Freeman. Uh, he's in, um, in D.C. So then the service starts, so, so he's having fun with us. Service starts, he has an armor bearer. He's, he's doing God, he's doing God. He's going. I'm still talking about character. I'm still on what I'm talking about. He's doing God. He's like, okay, so God's sitting on the throne. So he says, uh, uh, I, so I need a chair. So he said, Keith, give me a chair. I'm not even serving him. So I went and got a chair. So I got, like, we had, like, some folding chairs on the side. So I could fold it. He said, Keith, man, God ain't going to be sitting in no folding chair. Man, go and get me a chair. So, so I, we're not supposed to give him the pastor's chairs, but I got him the pastor's chair, you know. Uh, so I give him the chair. So I'm running around. Whatever he said, Keith, Keith, give, I'm running around. So I walk outside. One of the youth was like, <laughs> had you run around like some gopher. I didn't defend myself. I didn't save face. Go for it, whatever you think. I knew what I was doing. I was passing the test. See, I can, I can save face with the youth. That ain't going to get me to what we do right now. Like, like, who, who, we want the approval of the person that's not going to promote us? Or do we want the approval of the promoter? Man, I'm passing the test, man. Throw it. Bring it at me. Whatever it is, embarrassments, humility, look stupid, uh, uh, dog me out, talk about me. And it's happened. My wife will tell you this. Sometimes she's like, babe, babe, come on, babe. Like, you couldn't like really say something. No, that's okay. Do you understand? Because there's something happening on the inside. When I, when I had to pass some of these tests, I felt the pain, but at the same time, I felt the strength. Right and the, okay. So the last scripture, last scripture. We good? You getting this? We we using the wrong thing to win. Uh, let me see, cause I might be I might have did it wrong. Okay, no I didn't. All right. So First Corinthians three. And we'll start here, verse. Oh, I want to start at verse nine, but let's start at verse eight, okay? It says, uh, "It says now, it says now, he that he that planted, planteth, and he that watereth are one." It says, "For every man shall receive his own reward according to his la- his own labor." It says, "For we are laborers together with God." Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. You know, basically, God's land and God's building, you know, or God's garden and God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, that's character, and another buildeth thereon. Let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. You're going to actually talk about a little bit of this. You don't have the scripture, but, you know, uh on 915, where the foundation is being built. So God, so, so the character is being built, but the Holy Spirit is the builder, right? He's building, you know, he's building on the foundation is Christ, but the Holy Spirit is the builder, right? All right, so verse 11, it says, "For, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So our character should be merged with Christ. It says, now, if any man build upon this foundation, Gold, silver, precious stones, way, hate, and stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide or remains which he has built thereon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burnt, he shall suffer loss, and he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire. So, so, so again, it's saying it's, it's like we're gonna, we go through character tests. And when you go through these tests, it reveals what's your true foundation. It says if, 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 if everything sticks, good, you're going to be rewarded. He says if everything doesn't, it's going to burn away. That's what's stopping you from what God's doing. So you'll be saved with an opportunity to get that character built to handle what God's gifted is producing we're creating delays and that's what I mean by sometimes we're 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 settling for like uh convenience when I when, once I learned about tests I started preparing for the test kingdom priorities preparing me for kingdom tests and and then ultimately ended up in kingdom purpose does that make sense so, so, so what I started to do is get out ahead of the test. So I do things every day in a level of diligence and discipline so my character, my character is strengthened and I'm not just convenient in my flesh. So when I, when, when I diligently do things, so, so when I operate in certain levels of, of discipline and excellence or servanthood, when I serve people just as if I was serving myself, I'm punking my flesh so my character can be strengthened, right? Be strengthened with my inner man. So I just want to give you that in terms of passing the characters. I know I took uh, uh, maybe an extra 10 minutes or so, but I just thought it was important that we get the foundation of this teaching. Uh, any thoughts or insights based on what you heard uh, make you realize anything or uh so any level or place you might have been challenged in any area.